0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is just Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: Just okay.
0: Oh, that sucks. Well, you don't have anything fun going on because we are starting season three today. Woo! No, season two, I barely knew ye.
1: Yeah, it feels like we just watched Hungry Hounds like yesterday.
0: Oh, that's because in an alternate timeline, we're still stuck watching Hungry Hounds over and over again
1: stuck in the vortex watching hungry hounds for all oh. eternity
0: man i feel bad for Nazareth if that's what it is <laughs> <sighs> that poor palpatine motherfucker
1: that's the worst horror story i could imagine if someone sat at the campfire <laughs> and told that story it would only take like 30 seconds and i would be like running out of the woods like oh fuck
0: yeah and then you run out of the woods and you you find a clearing and it's like, oh fuck, it's the campfire and you have to sit down and you have to listen to it again.
1: Yeah, I'd rather or be Ollie eaten by me. wolves.
0: Dude, me too. Oh man. So how are you doing this week? I'm
1: doing good.
0: Oh, me too, man. That's good.
1: It's it's the time of year where I start wanting to watch a lot of spooky horror movies. Yeah. And Halloween themed movies. What are what are your go tos?
0: Um Man, my wife really loves Hocus Pocus, so I'm sure that I'm going to be watching that at some point this year, mm-hmm. or or this month, I should say. But man, she hates scary movies, so every year I'm like, alright honey, we're going to watch a scary movie together. And she's like, no we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we never end up watching a scary movie. Because she'll be like, oh, we watched uh, Spooky Spookly the Square Pumpkin, that's a horror movie. And I'll be like, what? She'll be like, yep contracts been fulfilled and i'll be like oh my god Uh <laughs> oh, man i'm gonna try to get her to watch the adams family um and, wow. and may, maybe the second one with me I Not watched the new one that's coming out but you know. yeah
1: i just watched that tonight did you yes for the first time actually
0: oh okay cool this is did you love it
1: yeah i liked it a lot
0: okay good because if we don't use, like, if we don't watch The Adams Family, I'm going to use this as evidence to get Kim to watch The Adams Family with me.
1: <laughs> it is a good movie. It was nice to see Raul Julia in a movie that's actually good.
0: I know. Because yeah, I'd only he's...
1: ever seen him in Street Fighter, which he's amazing <laughs> in, but the movie's terrible. Yeah. And Overdrawn at the Memory Bank.
0: Oh, no. Which
1: is terrible.
0: Yeah, he's such a good actor, and... You know, I know he, like, took on the Street Fighter role because his kids love Street Fighter and, like, he just gave it everything he could. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in uh, Adam's Family again soon, too. It plays all the time on uh, Freeform or ABC Family or whatever the fuck that ch- channel is nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. It's a good time.
0: I don't know, for sure.
1: Another good one? Beetlejuice.
0: Oh, I love Beetlejuice, Yeah. Yeah, that it's that probably my shit. favorite Tim Burton movie.
1: Uh, it's either, well, I mean, I mean, I like Beetlejuice, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Big Fish a whole lot.
0: Hold oh, on, hold on. And Pee-wee's Ed Big Wood. Adventure's a Tim Burton movie?
1: Yes. That's his first movie.
0: I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's why Large Marge exists.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: God damn it. Fuck you, Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no, because I really like that movie, but... You unintentionally, or intentionally, I don't know what you're, what the fuck goes on in your brain, you ruined so many children, like childhoods because of Large Marge.
1: It's very out of nowhere in that movie.
0: And it's the most memorable part of the whole fucking thing. Like, he dances on a bar, <laughs> gets down on a pool table, and then, boom, Large Marge. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. I like Beetlejuice, though. It's a good movie. So, there's a... Um, there's a YouTuber that my son likes to watch. Well, he used to like to watch called Blippy. Have you ever heard of him before?
1: Fuck Blippy.
0: Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I hate him. Oh, he's not that bad. At least what he does is educational for the most part. I hate his
1: stupid face and his stupid voice and his stupid clothes.
0: Okay, so you're going to love this then. He's going live like he's doing a tour of the United States, right? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, kids will enjoy that or whatever. So my wife looked it up and she's like, "Oh, maybe we could get tickets." And I was like, "No, he's not going to be interested in that." She's like, "Okay, whatever." So, she we're sitting here in the kid or er, in the living room last night, and she looks it up and there's an outrage of people buying Blippy tickets and demanding refunds, right? Why? So, she reads the article and the person that made Blippy, I don't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. He's not going to be blippy in the live shows. He is paying, a, like, a stand-in.
1: Oh, <laughs> shit.
0: I know, right?
1: Like, I think that's pretty common for, like, more famous things. Yes. Like, I saw Power Rangers live when I was a kid, and I I don't think, you know, fucking...
0: Jason, Ale- or Jason, Jason Oliver or whatever. Jason
1: David Frank or whatever was yeah. in that suit kicking putties and shit. But... <laughs> But that's, like, totally different than just yeah, this dude like, making YouTube videos. He can't, like, travel around and be like, hey, kids, blah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I was. Oh, man. He tries to argue that Blippi isn't a real person and that he can be played by other people. But it's like, what? So if I put on a Blippi suit, you're going to give me your fucking YouTube money? You yeah. probably make millions of fucking dollars.
1: He thinks he's like freaking Ronald McFucking Donald. But it'd be like if. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Mister Rogers was like, oh, "Here is Mister Rogers," and it's just some not Mister Rogers guy.
0: That's insane! Fuck yeah,
1: that! Ridiculous.
0: So the moral of the story for this story is that if you guys want us to do a live show, we are gonna get impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Hi, I'm Brandon. <laughs> Mine's just gonna be like a girl. She's gonna be, I'm Cortland. <laughs>
1: And welcome to Up All Night. Uh,
0: Brandon, you're... Uh, I don't know what he even says. Hold <laughs> Let me check the script. Uh, you sound uh, like uh, a <laughs> Simpsons character.
1: <laughs> Alright. Let's do it. <laughs> Six bucks.
0: <laughs> Alright. Are you ready to get into this episode we just got done watching? Yeah. Alright. So, Brandon and I just got done watching Season 3, Episode 1, The Tale of the Midnight Ride. What'd you think of this one, Brandon?
1: Oh, this episode was a lot to take in. Yeah? Uh, I mean, the, stor- the story is whatever. It's mm-hmm. pretty basic. But the Midnight Society itself got a lot of <laughs> thoughts.
0: The upheaval, if you will.
1: Oh, this episode throws the whole book out the window.
0: You know what though, I kinda like it. I mean, do I eh. Sorry. <laughs> <It's not right. laughs> do I? Maybe not. The episode itself, though, the tale of the Midnight Ride, I don't care about this episode much at all.
1: There's nothing special about it.
0: No, it's literally like I'm gonna spoil it because uh the person that tells the story spoils it in the first five seconds. It's the tale of Sleepy Hollow.
1: Yeah. And
0: there's nothing new here.
1: Not really. It's pretty much if, I don't know, someone thought, oh, I'm going to tell a story about Jurassic Park. And then they just tell a story that's Jurassic Park, except there's one character who's like, hey, Jurassic Park isn't real. And then it is.
0: That's a weird... (laughs) It's exactly perfect. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well... All right, let's dive into this nonsense. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. So this episode, it begins right off the bat with Gary, and he's in this, like, suit.
1: Yeah, it's weird. He's like an undertaker.
0: He's giving, like, a eulogy. (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, friends come and friends go, and I'm sorry to say that two of our good friends have gone.
1: I paused the episode here. I was like, I'm not ready for this.
0: I'm not ready for who's not here. (laughs) I mean, he's given this eulogy for his fallen friends. He says David and Chris's families have moved. Oh, man. Which is weird because David just moved like three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I guess he couldn't cut it at his current school and he got chased out by an angry mob and they had to (laughs) leave the town. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and Chris was like, no, he's a good guy! And they're like, get her! So she had What? How too. dare you?
1: <laughs> How convenient that it was the both of them, though. Uh, yeah. They could have just been like, oh, they ran off and eloped or something. <laughs> but both moving at the same time, it's a little too convenient.
0: Yeah, I know. I can understand Kristen leaving, because the actress that played Kristen went on to do bigger, I mean in quotes she went on
1: to do other things
0: yeah but what the fuck did david go on to do
1: i don't know i
0: could could look it up but i'm not gonna
1: no i'll just (laughs) assume that he stopped and he was like all right i'm leaving on a high note and just fucking became an accountant i don't know
0: the last thing that he did was run away into the woods to play hide and seek
1: (laughs) (laughs) they never looked for him
0: yeah, nobody found him. Like, or Chris, Kristen, are, apparently. Chris,
1: are you sure you don't want to look for him? Nah, he's alright.
0: Nah, he's hiding. <laughs> nah,
1: he, he loves wolves.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: but, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's sad.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we're in season three of seven, so you're gonna have to get over it sooner or later. <laughs> I
1: know, I know this. I'm watching this for the first time, though. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure... Everyone who's listening to this podcast, they already know all the cast changes. They've already got their favorites. It's been yeah. that way for 30 years for them. But for me, this heartbreak <laughs> is just, is raw. It,
0: we... Okay. David's the worst, though, so... Yes,
1: a... he's the worst, and I hate him, but I miss <laughs> him.
0: You just don't like change, do you?
1: No. I am yeah. an old man.
0: Well, I am too, so... We'll just be old men together. We'll, we'll work our way through this. Talk it through. It'll be fine. It'll be all fine. Right. So Gary continues saying, we won't be hearing their stories anymore, but they'll always be a part of the Midnight Society. And the camera looks over at Frank and Kiki and Betty Ann, and they look pretty down about the whole situation. And Gary says, we'll miss them. And the kids all nod. And Gary gets up while saying, but this leaves room for two new members. He says, Betty Betty Ann? And Betty Ann says, my friend Sam wants to join, but needs time to work on an initiation story. And Gary says, well, that's cool. No rush. I've got someone I'd like to sponsor, and I brought him here tonight. He's ready. And Frank says, then bring him on. And Gary walks over to go get his sponsor. I kind of like that. You know, Betty Ann already has, she's she's been like waiting for somebody to leave.
1: Well, he says they have room for two more members, but they had seven members at one point.
0: I know, they just don't even mention Eric. It's
1: like they don't want anyone to ever know that Eric was ever there. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get a send-off. He wasn't a friends that come and go. He was just like, Eric? Who? What?
0: (laughs) We could probably ask DJ about it. I'm sure he'd have a valid reasoning, right?
1: I mean, I would hope so.
0: It is very odd, but you get to look forward to new, two new Midnight Society members. I mean, look forward to. I guess.
1: Be angry at, yes. Resent, <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> so Gary walks over down the like path, and he comes back, and there's this little kid with a sack over his head. He's probably, like, maybe ten years old.
1: He's little. He's so little.
0: He He's definitely
1: shouldn't be out at midnight.
0: No, right? Kiki laughs, and. kind of small, isn't he? And Gary reaches to take the bag off, and the kid pulls it off angrily while saying, small, I'll show you small. So basically, he's scrappy-doo. Yeah,
1: they thought the same thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let me at him! The rest of the society get up, and they're all pissed off, saying, fuck this shit. Like, fuck no.
1: They're all like, "Oh, fucking are you kidding me?
0: Even Betty Ann has her hands on her hips, and she's just not having none of this shit.
1: If Betty Ann is, like, acting like that, then you better just fuck off.
0: Yeah, there's a problem. Frank says, "Oh, fuck, not your little brother." And Gary tells uh... the... <laughs> Gary tells the gang, "If you brought your little brother to our secret club, I would be pissed at you too." So
1: seriously,
0: Gary tells the gang he's got no choice, which is weird. He either has to bring him or he can't come anymore. But it's his club. Like, wait. yeah,
1: what was he doing before? Like, like I assume he's got to watch this kid or whatever. But like where was he before
0: exactly it's like so you do tell your parents about you're going to a secret club at midnight in the middle of the woods like whenever
1: i don't know this feels like a real uh jump the shark sort of add a little kid into the cast (laughs) that ruins the show sort of moment
0: (laughs) he's the cousin oliver or the
1: exactly
0: oh my god so kiki says you're kidding And Frank says, hey, we're not babysitters. He's got to tell stories. And the kid pipes up saying, well, if you scabs would just shut the fuck up for a second, I'll tell one. And Gary tells the king to listen and just give him a chance. No. And we cut over to Betty Ann, who says, you'd really have to quit? And Gary sighs and nods. The kids all shake their heads, and they walk over, and they take their seats. And Gary tries to help his brother, whose name is Tucker, by the way. But Tucker's like, I got this. So... He takes a seat next to Gary. Gary tells him his story better be good or I'll have Frank pound him, which is, I don't know. It's kind of weird.
1: It is weird.
0: He's your little brother.
1: (laughs) But I think Frank's hoping that his story's shit at this point.
0: Yeah. I got to get what they can take apparently because Tucker says, okay, you guys make up ghost stories all the time, but there are some ghost stories that have been around so long that it makes you wonder maybe, just maybe they might be made. They might not be made up. My story is about a famous ghost and about a legend that's so popular it just won't die. And the kids seem almost intrigued by this. And then Tucker says, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. And We look over at Gary who throws in a handful of monkey bone powder. And Tucker calls this the tale of the Midnight Ride. What do you think about Tucker so far? I mean, I guess I know we get a little bit of him at the end, but... What are your initial thoughts of this kid? Meh. <laughs> Yeah, I think, well, I'm not going to spoil anything, so, I agree, meh. Man, so in this tale, we're shown some scenery of, like, early 1800s, like, ruined stuff, I guess? Like, Civil War-looking shit? Yeah, an
1: old battlefield.
0: Yeah, there's, like, some old-looking old barbed wire and, like, some nice, some very nice-looking cannons that are just covered in overgrown vines for some reason. They're not even, like, rusty at all, though, they look pristine, Immediately, Tucker spoils the entire episode by (laughs) saying, (laughs) they called him the Headless Horseman. So, immediately you know that this is going to be about Sleepy Hollow.
1: Yeah, and you know the whole story, everything that's going to happen.
0: Exactly. Like, when I grew up, I watched Sleepy Hollow, the Disney version. Did you watch that one? Yeah. With Ichabod Crane and he like eats an apple or something, I don't remember. But, that's the one I watched. I never watched the Tim Burton version. Me either. Although I guess that came out after this anyway, so it's kind of irrelevant. But it's all about that Disney one.
1: That's the true version.
0: Exactly. This is the longest introduction ever. Let's just say he was a soldier who had his head ripped off by a stray cannibal. Night after night, his ghost would ride through the countryside near Sleepy Hollow, searching for a new head and a victim to steal it from. Then one Halloween night, a lonely schoolmaster named Ichabod Crane took a wrong turn in the woods and was chased down by the demon ghost. <sighs> we get some sound effects now, like some horse whinnying and stuff, and Tucker continues the longest monologue we've ever fucking had, saying Ichabod rode rode crazy to get to the Bridge of Souls... A bridge that the Headless Horseman could never cross, but he didn't make it, and poor Ichabod was never seen again, and ever since then, on Halloween night- my god,
1: Tucker, shut up.
0: (laughs) The ghost of the Headless Horseman and Ichabod Crane returned to Sleeping Hollow to ride again, or so the legend says. (sighs) And that took forever to write down, because I had to pause and rewind, and my god, and Tucker, and blah blah blah.
1: Everyone knows when you're telling stories at a campfire, show, don't tell.
0: Exactly. Well- (laughs) yeah just like in this podcast right yes the whole time i was doing finger puppets of horses and headless people it was crazy (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah that (sighs) the scene warps to present day and we're outside of a high school or something there's some teenagers walking around and then we see that there's a sign saying there's gonna be a fucking halloween dance on friday hot dog did you ever have
1: halloween dances
0: no, we hit a homecoming.
1: I've never seen a Halloween dance. Never. Everyone in movies has Halloween dances. Everyone in Are You Afraid of the Dark has Halloween dances.
0: Well, hopefully this one's as cool as the one Sean conjured up in Dream Machine.
1: <laughs> it is. Spoilers.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, You know what, though? Today, they don't even like celebrate Halloween at schools anymore.
1: Ah, uh, Do they do the parades?
0: No, they don't even allow kids to wear costumes anymore. At least it's... In our school district. Bullshit. Our old school district. Yeah. I think that somebody probably came in with an offensive costume. Somebody got offended. Wham, 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 And then, boom. No candy. Nothing. You get no fun.
1: Man. Yeah. That's a shame.
0: I know. Good thing you moved all the way to Australia. You can put your kids in costume. Oh, wait. Don't they have, like, dress codes and stuff there, though?
1: Yeah. They... I don't think they do Halloween
0: now are you (laughs) so have you guys gotten like halloween costumes yet for your kids not yet are you going to yeah okay good my son's gonna be dash from the incredibles pretty cool yeah i think i'm gonna try and be mr incredible (laughs) all right we'll see if that happens
1: (laughs) all right if you do get a picture
0: all right i will All I'm going to do is to have, like, red on and then a a white or a a blue pair of underwear on, too. (laughs) Be like Quail Man from Doug.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That would be a cool costume.
0: We'll see what happens.
1: Put a belt around your head. Done.
0: I bet you a lot of people go as Quail Man in these years. So some kids open up a door for a girl. (laughs) And we get some more voiceover from Tucker, again, saying, Ian Matthews just moved to Sleepy Hollow and was trying to make friends. But like everything Ian did, sometimes he tried a little too hard.
1: That's accurate.
0: How do you feel about Ian?
1: Um, I think he tries too hard.
0: Yeah, he does. You know what? I'll give him that. He tries way too hard, and I don't like him. You like him? No, I don't.
1: Oh, okay, good.
0: <laughs> the opposite. I don't like him at all. <laughs> he seems like the kind of person I would not want to be friends with at all.
1: No, he's probably my least favorite protagonist of season three so far.
0: Ugh, mine too and i'm gonna go so far as to say he is not my favorite in any way either <laughs> which is impossible but i don't i don't care
1: uh, maybe <laughs>
0: we see a girl she's got a box full of halloween decorations just like plastic pumpkins and shit she takes like two steps she smiles at a few people and then someone yells heads up and a football blasts into her box and spills everything just everywhere my nose The girl yells, Brad, at somebody off camera. And Ian watches the shit happen with just this dumb look on his face. And then we jump back over to the girl. And Brad walks into shot saying, sorry, babe. And the girl looks disgusted. And Ian walks over to help her and pick up all of that shit. And he's like, oh, please allow me. And the girl thanks him. And she's like, he really burns me sometimes. And Ian ignores that to give the most insane introduction ever. He says, Hi, um, I'm Ian. (laughs) And the girl looks at him and smiles, and she says, I'm Katie. Um, aren't we in the same lit class? I sit by, and Ian interrupts being, like, super desperate, saying, The window! Yeah, we are!
1: Chill the fuck out, Ian.
0: Oh my god. He's like the most David character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. She smiles some more and starts putting the decorations back in the box, and Ian asks, What is this stuff? And Katie says, It's decorations for the Halloween dance tonight. Which obviously they are. Ian tells her, Duh. uh, tonight, I'm available if you need any help. She says, Really? Well, that'd be great. I could use all the. And she sighs and she picks up a dented up pumpkin, saying, Look what he did. And then, this is a very common theme for this episode. Brad pops out of nowhere and says, I was gonna help. Ian goes a bit saying, You wanna saying, help me get this fixed pronto? You know, and bring it inside, you know, cause we'll be setting up for the dance. Ian and Katie walk away as an unframed friend of Brad's walks up to him saying, Hey, is he putting the moves on Katie? And Brad says, Not if he wants to live. And then he throws that smash pumpkin down.
1: It's a, a classic jerk character.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's describe these characters for a second. Ian, he has this outrageous bowl cut yet shaved head. I don't understand it. I don't like it
1: yeah it's just uh long, floppy bangs and round it's very round,
0: yeah, it's very round, yep,
1: and he's wearing a vest and a tie,
0: yeah, he' very
1: is. similar to Sean,
0: I know that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't like this kid, I don't like his acting, I mean, I guess he acts okay, but like,
1: yeah, his acting's he- not too bad.
0: he just reminds me of the kids in high school that I don't like I didn't like being around. They annoyed me, so I distanced myself from them. And that's exactly what I would do to Ian. Yeah. Katie has absolutely nothing of interest or <laughs> anything to note. She's plain plain Jane Yawn. She's a girl. That's what she is. She's a girl.
1: She is a high school girl. Yep. She has hair and eyes and <laughs> shoes. I don't know. I didn't check.
0: She can smile.
1: Uh, can she?
0: Yeah, she smiled in the scene.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, she can smile. Confirmed.
0: And Brad, he is a bully, I guess. He's Um, a jock. He's a jock, but he looks like the most un-jock-like jock jock ever to me. He's
1: not very intimidating.
0: Yeah, he is like somebody that you could easily beat up in my eyes. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a 30-year-old man and beating up a (laughs) teenager would be easy. (laughs) But... He he doesn't look like he's like a quarterback on a football team. He's not muscular. He's just kind of average.
1: Yeah, he's always surrounded by people though. That's his power.
0: Yeah, he can summon teenagers like goth. That's not a good power. Nah, it gets you blown up.
1: So, this set up in the beginning of the new kid in town. It's Halloween. Yeah. They have a Halloween dance. There's a, you know, town tradition and ghost story and stuff like we mentioned hocus pocus earlier and it reminded me a lot of it
0: yeah you're right it does i i think you know what uh my wife kim she even said that the kid kind of reminded her of the main character from hocus pocus and i was like no the main character of hocus pocus is way better (laughs) he is yeah and you know what the girl kind of reminds me of whatever the girl's name was in hocus pocus too she does but but the girl in hocus pocus is also way better
1: this is just a watered down version of hocus pocus that may have come out before hocus pocus i'm not <laughs> sure i haven't checked the dates
0: i think this was 94 and hocus pocus was 93 maybe. ah okay but either way they were probably filmed around the same time or something so
1: so someone got a hold of the script and they were like all right let's get out this diet hocus pocus as quick as we can <laughs>
0: hocus pocus zero (laughs) the scene switches and we're inside of the school there's there's a whole bunch of kids that are helping decorate this room like you didn't need to help out at all no
1: it's really nice to see students with such responsibility and desire to help the school and their community it's very heartwarming
0: yeah, well, they fucked up, and... The, I mean, the school dance, like, spoilers, for, for for a few seconds from now, it's tonight, so they have to put all these decorations up tonight. Yeah. And there's, there's just like waves of kids doing it. There's, like, work.
1: as many kids volunteering as are at the dance later, so it's like, everyone <laughs> yeah. who's coming has to put up these decorations, then go home, and then come back.
0: <laughs> go home, change into elaborate costumes, and then come back. So... Ian is there, he's helping out, he's on top of a table, he's hanging some shit from the ceiling, and Katie runs up to him saying, so, how do you like Sleepy Hollow? And I looked it up, by the way, and Sleepy Hollow is in New York. So they're in New York.
1: Wow. Is this the first non-Canadian episode?
0: I mean, maybe. Non-Canadian story? This is the first episode where they distinctly tell us where they are. So maybe. She hands him another pumpkin to uh, put up, and Ian says, it's nice. But, you know, kind of boring compared to the city, but it's kind of nice. And Katie says, you're from the city? Which shouldn't Whoa. be that surprising, especially if they're in New York, but whatever. Ian tells her, yeah, I just moved in the summer. And then Brad shows up out of nowhere again and says, You need some help, babe? And Katie says,
1: no, thanks, babe. We're almost done.
0: And Brad puts his hands over her shoulder and says, so you coming to the dance with me tonight or what? And Katie gets super loud and says, Brad, how many times do you have to say it? We're over. We don't go out anymore. Brad looks at her and says, I'll say when we don't go out anymore. And then a little plastic pumpkin drops from the ceiling and bonks off his head.
1: That's not how it works,
0: Brad. So Brad, I guess he's a controlling, manipulative little asshole.
1: Yeah, he just decided they're not broken up. She's like, Brad, we're through. And he's like, No.
0: No, not. I mean, essentially, yeah, he's a child about the whole situation. Yeah. The thing that sucks is that fucking Ian's the rebound, and man, he's he's not that great either. No,
1: but he's you know what though.
0: You know what my beef with this whole episode is? What this is being told by like a ten-year-old. Yeah. A ten-year-old has no idea what high schoolers do, what they're about, what their dances are like, how they like react to being bullied, like. Yeah,
1: the whole like this, social politics of being a teenager in high school. He knows nothing about. He's just at home playing with He-Man toys.
0: <laughs> He's in elementary school. Elementary school and high school are like two insanely different places. So, shut up, Tucker. You don't know any of this.
1: Fuck you, Tucker. <laughs>
0: So Katie giggles about that shit bouncing off his head and she says, good thing you got such a hard head and walks away as Brad confronts Ian, you know, who obviously dropped that shit on his dome. And Ian gives like this weak apology, but Brad doesn't buy that. And then this incredible joke happens (laughs) where Brad's like, so are you going to the dance tonight? And Ian's like, why are you asking? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good.
1: That's that city humor.
0: That's the one and only time I laughed at any of, of Ian's jokes. <laughs> but Brad gets pissed about that. He pulls the table away from Ian, who's now just, like, hanging from the ceiling beam. And he tells him to stay away from Katie unless he wants to walk around toothless. And I don't... I mean, it's not that far from the floor. You could just drop. But yeah. he doesn't. He just hangs on. And and it doesn't really matter because Katie walks up right away with the table. And she's like, sorry, he could be real juvenile sometimes and Ian walks down to the ground level says that he could be really scary too and Katie's like don't let him bother you are you coming tonight and Ian tells her he wouldn't miss it she's like great save a dance for me Katie walks away and we stay with Ian for a moment who sits down with a plastic pumpkin saying well this will be interesting and then a pumpkin falls from the ceiling and bonks him on the on the head too yeah and Ian looks up as if god has forsaken him
1: <laughs> he needs to be better at putting up those decorations
0: yeah don't
1: volunteer if you're just gonna do a shit job ian you're not gonna win the hearts and minds of this school by doing a half-assed job
0: yeah fuck you ian you ruined halloween (laughs) everyone
1: is gonna be sitting around with their decorations falling off and it's gonna be like slow motion (laughs) like my god what has ian done Alright, he talks to himself a lot. He sure does.
0: He's probably got, like, schizophrenia or something.
1: He's got something, I don't know.
0: There's something up with that kid.
1: (laughs) There's something going on with
0: Ian. (laughs) And I don't like it. The scene changes to in front of the school where there's a shadow on the wall uh, of some person with a bike, and then it rolls past on their bike, and it turns out to be Ian! (gasps) He's dressed up like uh, Ichabod Crane, I guess. I don't know, what what is this outfit? I mean, it's a kebab crane, but... It's, yeah. A colonial, it's just old. I don't know. Old clothes. Like, I like the costume. It's pretty cool. And I
1: guess, you know, he's like, he moved to, to Sleepy Hollow, so he's like, Mom and Dad, can I dress up like old times? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a costume you would never, ever see it in, like, a costume shop. Because it looks expensive as fuck.
1: Yeah. It's not plastic suit with a shitty little costume hat.
0: No. It's the real deal.
1: Yeah. It's like costume department at a television program for children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he's got this Ichabod Crane looking shit on. It's got like a trilby too. Like what Eric brought to the Midnight Society back in season one. But anyway, his is in black. And that'll be important, right? Write that down, Brandon. It's in black. Okay, good. He scoots his bike over to lock it up or whatever. And then we zip inside the school where that rockin' Halloween dance is going on.
1: It it's... looks fun.
0: I, I don't know,
1: man. Honestly, it, it looks, looks like...
0: like... A, looks like a bunch of white kids dancing. <laughs>
1: it looks like the same set as the as Sean's store, The Halloween dance?
0: Yeah. It does. There's a pumpkin wrapped up in the netting of a basketball hoop. And there's a whole bunch of kids, white kid dancing... To some and beats, in the middle of it, a- in the middle of it all, walks Katie, and she's also in an Ichabod Crane costume, except it's all white. I don't know why. I mean, obviously it's to differentiate her from Ian, but she could have just been in a different costume.
1: <laughs> I I get why he would dress up like that and think, hey, it's funny, or hey, I'm trying to fit in with this town. Yes. But I assume she's lived there her whole life, or at least for a long time. Yeah. Why, why would she dress like that?
0: I don't, it doesn't make really any sense to me at all. Um, it's interesting. Ian sees Katie, and, who waves at him, and then he walks over, and she's like, oh my god, nice costume. And he says, great minds think alike, and she laughs. He's funny. It is such a funny guy. And then he gets shoulder bumped by Brad, and Ian makes a terrible joke about how he loves bumping into old friends, and Katie tells him to dance with him. And he said he would love to, but in a whole bunch more words <laughs> that I didn't write down because it was terrible. Yeah, he really thinks and it's Tudo funny armor. to
1: talk in like old English.
0: You it's know, like, oh, those...
1: my lady, I'll doth take uh... you for a dance if it's not Yeah,
0: funny. and he tips his fedora and he <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, Ian. God damn it. Anyway, the two go arm-in-arm arm about five feet to the dance floor, and they get down. They fucking dance.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I was looking through the costumes, though, of all the people, and I think I seen one that almost had the hair of Zebo. and I don't know if it was Zebo because they don't linger on it at all.
1: What's the hair of Zebo? Just a red poof?
0: Yeah. <laughs> In a clown costume. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because there was a clown, but it was not Zebo, and then I seen one with a red poof, and I was like, oh, and then it was like, gone.
1: Just like Zebo. Poor Zebo. Just chain-smoking cigars in the middle of this children's Halloween dance.
0: I'd be okay with him burning the shit down, though.
1: Yeah. As long as he's not just <laughs> going through there like, Zebo tickle.
0: <laughs> oh my god. So some time passes, and we get another voiceover from Tucker. Because we just have not heard this kid's voice enough. Who says, Ian was kind of goofy, and everyone thought he was pretty funny. You don't have to lie, Tucker. Jeez.
1: (laughs) I mean, whatever he says goes, as far as this universe. (laughs) But I'm just not buying it, Tucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We see him making Katie laugh, and then Brad walks by and shakes his head, and, and Tucker says, Well, almost everybody... Ian didn't know it, but he was walking through some very dangerous territory. <laughs> we see Ian get done dancing with some other girl who is not Katie. He takes one step as the music changes. He bobs his head to the music for about two seconds before spotting Katie by the punch bowl, and oh shit, Brad's there, and he's fighting with her. Man, when he bobbed his head to that music, I was like, ugh, I hate you. <laughs> he just like took two steps, and he was like, do to do. Oh fuck, there's Katie. <laughs> like God damn it, Ian.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Fuck you, Ian. Katie walks away from Brad and Brad walks back up to her and at this point Ian's just like he he starts walking over to deal with this shit and Brad is asking Katie if she could just listen for a second. So Ian walks up and he's like, "Hey, how's it going, guys?" And then Brad pushes him and he's, he says, "Take off, geek." But Ian doesn't do that. And Brad tries to talk with Katie, but Ian cuts him off saying, call me crazy, but I don't think she wants to talk to you. And Brad looks at him. He's dressed like a pirate. He says, excuse me? But Ian doesn't back down and he says, "Uh, I think you should leave her alone. And Brad's like, oh. And he grabs Ian, but Katie tries to break it up and she takes sides with Ian. Brad grabs Ian, takes him outside as Katie just like walks with him saying, Brad, don't do this.
1: Katie just, like, loves Ian. Like, right away.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I know Brad is, like, a douchebag or whatever, but there's so many other people.
1: There's Sibo.
0: Yeah, there's um, Brad's friends. <laughs> all of them. I don't know. There's
1: Ichabod Crane. Spoilers! <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's okay.
1: I was trying to think of another character or person I'd seen. <laughs>
0: There's the Headless Horseman. I mean, we already know that's going to happen. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your Halloween dance partner. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Season 3 opener covering the tale of the Midnight Ride. Brandon and I are really excited to continue on to season three and we have some fun guests planned for this season starting with next week's episode. We have some fun things planned in the coming weeks, starting with the second wave of Patreon shirts going out. If you're interested in getting instant access to early release episodes with up to two weeks worth of episodes available right now, as well as the complete bonus reading of the tale of the secret mirror, a sticker sent to you, or even a t-shirt check out our tiers and see which one you'd like to join. There's the bronze Beths, the Silver Goths, and the Golden Bostics. Each tier has their own rewards, so check it out and become a patron today. That's patreon.com slash private island. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of our patrons, the Golden Bostics, Michael, Bryce, and Kathy, the Silver Goth, Brett, and the Bronze Beth, Angela. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. We greatly appreciate it. Are you looking for more up all night fun? You have to check out our Instagram. That's at privateislandpresents, we post nearly every day with fun and funny content such as character bios for each episode and really fun gifts that Brandon handcrafts each week. So take a moment, check us out and give us a follow. If Twitter's more your thing, we're there too at PRVT Island. We have a Facebook group too and you're invited. Just search for Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast and you'll find it on Facebook. Request to join today and join in on the conversation laughing when talking with fans is honestly the best part of this whole podcasting experience if you're enjoying the show come and joke with us about it we answer every email instagram comment or twitter post about our show and we just love it when we get those notifications speaking of email if you'd like you can always send us an email anytime our email address is privateislandpresents at gmail.com and our inbox is always open if you're thinking about starting your own podcast and have questions just send me a message I'm more than happy to help out. We're also on YouTube now, so if you need a quick way to show someone something from our show, head on over to our YouTube channel. I have a link in our Linktree link in the episode description, but our channel name is Private Island, or you can search for us using any of the episode names from Season 1, as all of Season 1 content is available now on YouTube, with Season 2 coming soon. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to tell somebody about it. It's the best way for a podcast to grow, which makes us creators really happy. And of course, everyone wins when there's Are You Afraid of the Dark. I'd like to take a moment to thank the benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme, Starlight Zone, from Sonic the Hedgehog, composed by Masato Nakamura. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork, including this bomb-ass Season 3 artwork. So thank you everyone! Up next, I'd like to play a promo from the Pomegranates and Pitchforks podcast, a true crime and paranormal podcast with two of my favorite ladies as the hosts. Oh my god, I know words. Yeah, I love etymology! Spooky ookie, Murderer. Double murders! Zombies. Horror is always political. Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all.
1: Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm a creep.
0: And I'm Sunshine, a creep-enabling best friend.
1: Together we tackle all things horror, history, politics, science and sociology, from zombies to serial killers.
0: Pomegranates and Pitchforks is a horror and true crime podcast that brings true stories and not so true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. Thank you again everyone for coming back every week for our coverage on Are You Afraid of the Dark? You all make this work. You all make the work that Brandon and I put into this worthwhile and I really hope you continue to enjoy our fun little podcast. I'll talk to you in a week. Bye, everybody. Outside, we cut to Ian, who's got his fists up right next to his face. He's ready to fucking punch some lights out. Yeah, he's going to throw you some Brad fisticuffs. Give the old razzle-dazzle fisticuffs, yeah. He looks like, I don't know, like Irish fighting stance. I can say that and get away with it, right?
1: I mean, you're Irish.
0: I know. (laughs) Brad laughs at him and tells him to put his fists down. He doesn't want to fight him. And he says he wants to do him a favor. And that gets Ian to lower his fists. And he's like, that's good, I think. And Katie tells Brad to cut this shit out. But Brad asks Ian if he's heard the legend of Sleepy Hollow. And Ian says, yeah, sort of. And Brad says, let me refresh your memory. And when this happened in this episode, I was like, please, God, no, Tucker just told us (laughs) this fucking story like 10 minutes ago.
1: There's a group gathered around them at this point. They wanted to see a fight. And this guy like is like, all right, let's take this outside. Let's go. And then he's like, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to tell you a story.
0: (laughs) It's the worst the worst
1: bully ever.
0: People wanted to see Ian's head get dented in. And then we get this shit. But it, I, I really didn't want him to tell the story that we just heard Seriously. literally 10 minutes we ago. We all
1: know the story of Sleepy
0: Hollow. And Everyone. if we didn't, Tucker told us about it. Some guy got his head exploded by a cannon, and then he started riding a horse. But he talks more about it, saying, it was Halloween night, 1700-something, when Ichabod Crane came to a fork in the road. Now, he should have went left, but he went right. So instead of getting to the Bridge of Souls, a bridge... The headless horseman could never cross over. He went deeper into the woods. Whatever. Who cares? Ian interrupts saying, Yeah, so the headless horseman threw a pumpkin and took his head. So what? And Brad walks up and he says, So it's Halloween. And we have a tradition here in Sleepy Hollow. When a new guy shows up, he's got to be initiated. This reminded me of the tale of the Lonely Ghost. Mm hmm. When there was a fake initiation.
1: Yeah, a ghost story within the ghost story as well.
0: Ugh. Yeah, right. Katie says, "Oh please!" and Ian says, "What are you gonna do? Take my head?" and I'm just like, <laughs> "Good one, Ian." <laughs> and Brad says, <laughs> "And Brad says, not exactly. See, the old bridge is still there, just like in the story. It's through the park and into the woods. What you gotta do is go to the bridge, get the headless horseman's pumpkin, just like we all did. Which doesn't make any sense. How did all of these do people do this on Halloween? Halloween's only one night of the year." There's, like, 16 kids around them. They're only, like, 15 years old. Just doesn't add up.
1: I don't know. You gotta sign up, I guess.
0: Yeah, seriously. This initiation is bullshit, Brad. You didn't think of it very well. It's stupid. Katie tries to stop this, but Ian asks Brad if he's kidding. And Brad says, you got a choice. Go get the pumpkin, and we'll cut you some slack. Don't get it, and you can put your fists back up. Ian takes a moment before he's saying, Well, uh, since I don't believe in, uh, ghosts, I'll, uh, take my chance with the pumpkin. Shut the fuck up, Ian. <laughs> Brad tells him to have fun, and Ian and Katie walk away. Katie tells him that this is bullshit, and Ian's like, nah, it's cool. I'll go get this pumpkin, play his game, and be right back. Save a dance for me. And he gives her, like, the finger guns. And Katie looks back at Brad, who laughs, and the scene changes. It's stupid. We're with Ian. He's walking through the woods. An owl who's or whatever they fucking...
1: To wit to woo, apparently.
0: To wit to woo?
1: Yeah. When I was a kid, it was always who or who. But for now, every kid thing is like, the owl says to wit to woo.
0: Are you sure that's not just an Australian thing?
1: It's everything I hear.
0: All right, sure. Whatever. So, Ian gets all scared, right? I mean, not like super scared. He starts whistling to clear his mind or whatever. There's a bunch of fog... But it's still pretty visible, and he comes up to the fork in the road, and he talks to himself again for just a really long time. Yeah, that's what he does. Ultimately, he decides to go left. There's a horse whinny in the distance, and it scares him, but he keeps walking. And then another horse whinny scares him, but he makes it to the bridge. I hope you like horse whinnies, because... I do. I like horse whinnies as well. (laughs) He looks around, and he asks no one where the pumpkin is. That, make, that makes. like, Hey guys, where's the pumpkin? But of course, there's nobody there, so I don't know. He turns around, he sees the pumpkin, and then he gets scared for some reason.
1: Okay, this episode, what? him turning around and seeing something there happens so many times. <sighs> so many times, Cortland. <laughs>
0: it, it,
1: you, so yeah. many!
0: Yeah, you're right. But this time he gets scared of a pumpkin that is just sitting there and. It's what he's looking for.
1: But it's, it's it. just there.
0: It didn't make a noise. It wasn't scary whatsoever, but whatever. This kid's an idiot. <laughs> so he picks the pumpkin up and there's a glow stick in it and he takes it out and he says, huh, nice touch. And then he hears the sound of a stick breaking and somebody laughing and he looks like he just shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh... His facial expression changes to that of a diarrhea accident. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit. Was that a stick?
0: well he yells out he says ha ha brad i know it's you give me a break you guys aren't and then he turns around (laughs) yeah like you said yes (laughs) he sees somebody in a headless costume who charges at him with a sword and ian starts screaming screaming for help he's running away and then i'm just gonna shorten this up he falls (laughs) he falls down he begs for his life And then Brad shows himself, and he says, Boo! And then they laugh about it, and there's just a bunch of people there now, and Katie's there?
1: Yeah. She followed along with the group, but didn't go and talk to Ian or help Ian, or be like, Hey, Brad's playing a prank on you, by the way.
0: So she was just in on it the whole time? (laughs) I
1: don't- I think she just went along with it?
0: She probably was just
1: walking with them, like, This is stupid, Brad. Why are you doing this, Brad? But, like, didn't stop it.
0: She didn't at all?
1: No. She was like, okay, now you go attack him with a sword. Jeez. <laughs> uh,
0: she probably helped Brad into the headless costume. He's <laughs> like, this is dumb Brad. Yep, okay, your head goes Just right buttoning there. buttoning
1: up his coat, like, oh my god, Brad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole, Brad. Okay. <laughs> here's your sword. <laughs> I'll stand back here, winning. <laughs> what the fuck, Katie? God damn it! <laughs> okay, fucking fuck you, Katie. Okay,
1: I liked Katie, but now that I think about it. <laughs> Um she kinda sucks. But then again, I mean, then again it's Ian, so like I don't care.
0: Like, she likes Ian, but I just don't get what she was doing there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Brad tells Ian not to mess with him or he'll take his head off himself. And he tells Katie to come on, baby. But Katie's like, fuck you, I'm staying with Ian. Brad can't believe that shit and says, well, your little pal here won't have the guts to stand up to the real Headless Horseman if he shows up. Which, that's not going to happen. Come on. And then his gang of friends leave with him. Katie apologizes. Sorry. To Ian. And Ian sarcastically says that he loves being ridiculed. I can't wait for school so he can get tons of it. And Katie then asks, Listen, would you walk me home? And Ian says, Tease the one thing that would make this horrible night worthwhile, my lady. Take thee, my muddy arm. They walk down the bridge as Ian says, He's really glad this night is over. But the camera turns into the woods and we see some sort of, I don't know, headless (laughs) horseman-like thing on a horse.
1: headless horseman-shaped shadow of, Headless horseman?
0: <laughs> yeah, with horse and all. Yes. <laughs> but man, that whole like milady talk. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, man.
1: he he thinks it's funny.
0: It's not. It's annoying, and nobody should laugh at that. It just encourages it more.
1: I pisseth my pants.
0: <laughs> he did not. He shat himself.
1: I soiled me trousers. Let's walk home together. <laughs>
0: So Katie and Ian are still walking through the woods. Katie says, "I think you're real brave. You know, Brad would never come out here by himself." And Ian notices that she's shivering, so he offers his jacket, which she takes. But that's kind of weird because she has her own jacket because they're in the same fucking. She wants two jackets, different colors. That's really that's ridiculous. I want
1: all the jackets. (laughs) Feed me jackets. (laughs) I demand more.
0: This is all a plot to get his fucking jacket. <laughs> uh. We walk some more, a horse snorts, and Katie brings up brings it back up saying that you were brave to stand up to Brad at the dance. And Ian says, "Yeah, brave and stupid." And then they're interrupted by a, a horse whinny.
1: So many horses.
0: Horses are so just I don't know. The scariest thing ever.
1: Um they can be scary.
0: I mean, they kill more people, I'm sure, than like plane crashes. Have or you ever, whatever, like, but... stood
1: next to a horse? They're fucking giant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have. But I just, like, not. You remember in Hungry Hounds?
1: <laughs> All right, here we go.
0: When she was gonna steal that <laughs> horse.
1: <laughs> before she got up to ducked?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, before her mom up to ducked her. <laughs> The horse was in the cage, and she was on the outside of the cage. Yep. That's as close as I've ever been to <laughs> a horse. <laughs> I've never been up to depth off of a horse before.
1: Neither have I. Seems scary.
0: Yeah, I can see where the fear would be. But if if I heard a horse whinny, I'd be like, oh boy, <laughs> I want to pet the yeah. horse. got an apple? I wouldn't be like, oh fuck, it's a horse. <laughs> Run!
1: The, ho- the horses are coming. They're
0: not one of my fears. <laughs> anyway, this horse whinnies again, which is like the cutest <laughs> sound ever, but whatever. Ian's like, hey, did you hear that? And they look behind him. Mm-hmm. And Katie says, it's a horse. And Ian asks if Brad rides. And Katie says, I don't think so. And they turn around and they get start Oh, my God.
1: Every mm-hmm. single time you say it, I'm like keeping a running tally in my head.
0: <laughs> they turn around and get startled by a guy, um, a, a guy in white on a horse, and he apologizes to the kids. He talks really weird. He does. I can't think, I don't think I can emulate it, though. It's like, whimsically, I don't know, we'll grab a clip. He says, he's lost his way, uh, uh, hold on, I'm not even gonna try. He says he's lost <laughs> his way in these wretched woods. Could you tell him where the Bridge of Souls are? Or, I mean, Souls bridge of souls is anyway ian stumbles out uh "Uh, yeah over there take a left and this guy says oh lucky thing i surely would have taken a right thank you kindly and the kids just stare at him stupefied as he walks by them ian asks who he is and he says crane ichabod crane the new schoolmaster." good evening
1: what is it with ghosts and always using first and last names
0: the lonely ghost didn't use any names
1: Well, the Lonely Ghost didn't say shit. (laughs) No. But if she did, she'd probably be like, oh, I'm Elizabeth Stevens.
0: The only one that it really mattered for was Candy Warren, because then they could look through the yearbook and find her.
1: But seriously, if this bloke was just like, my name is Ichabod, you wouldn't be like, oh, maybe it's another Ichabod. (laughs) Like, nobody's nobody's name is fucking Ichabod except Ichabod Crane. Yeah. You'd still have the, oh, shit, is that Ichabod Crane moment?
0: It's true. Nobody's stupid enough to name their child Ichabod.
1: I mean, at least one person.
0: (laughs) So the kids, they talk for a moment, and then they look back over at where Ichabod was, but he's gone. And Ian says, okay, let's get home. Let's get you home. And then they walk a bunch faster.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just saw a man disappear, but whatever.
0: And all of those horse whinnies.
1: (laughs) A horse moving fast enough to get out of their vision, even if it went into the woods, would make a lot of noise. Yeah. So he clearly disappeared. Like, he's a ghost. You just saw a ghost disappear, and they're like, oh.
0: It's fucking Ichabod. Like, I know (laughs) you guys bought your Ichabod Crane costumes at fucking Spirit Halloween or whatever, but this guy's clearly a ghost. He's, like, white as fuck. Like He's pale. He's... He's the most ghost-like ghost that we've seen so far in this whole show, right?
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Whatever, these kids are stupid. The scene changes, we're in front of Katie's house, and the two kids are talking about how happy they are that they met, and Ian says, Uh, at the risk of needing dental work, I, uh, I'd like to see you again. And Katie agrees. Ian goes in for a smooch.
1: This is literally the same day they've, like, talked for the first time.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. They literally just met. It
1: is hours later, and he's going in for a
0: kiss. Yeah? Man, that's really cringy. Yeah. The light flicks on, a dog barks, and Ian's like, Ah, I forgot my bike. I gotta go get it. It's cool. And he takes a few steps, and I swear to God, he hears another fucking horse whinny.
1: There's so many horses.
0: They're all whinnying. And then he says to himself, You're spooking yourself, an old boy. But
1: yeah, he, he's even stupid talking to himself. Like he makes dumb jokes.
0: But if he's scared, he can just take three steps backwards and go back to Katie's house. He like,
1: needs his bike.
0: Just, I mean, call your parents. You know what and be happens
1: like, when you lose your bike? You have to move to another <laughs> town.
0: I mean, you're forced okay.
1: out of your club. He's not
0: going to lose his bike, it's locked up at school. But he could just call his parents and be like, Mom, Dad. There's this horse that keeps whinnying at me. <laughs> There's a horse. When I'm outside. Can I Making stay at
1: my friend's house? Gentle noises near me and I just.
0: I can't. You know how I feel about horses.
1: It sounds like it's hungry. I don't know. It wants to be brushed or something. I gotta go.
0: <sighs> he doesn't take a couple steps to go back to Katie's house though. Instead, he takes a couple of steps forward, looks down at the street, and then he sees some sort of headless man riding a horse
1: (laughs) some sort of horse with a man on it with no head
0: yeah i don't know what it is
1: i can't explain it there's no more succinct way to put it
0: (laughs) so he runs away and now he's in front of the school and at his bike so katie lives like five seconds from school
1: yeah very convenient
0: whatever (laughs) At his bike, Ian hears the horse a fucking gan. Oh, oh, no. And he's like, Brad. <laughs> he's like, Brad. Brad, come on, Brad. I'm not buying it. Hold uh, on. He says it more stupid. He's like, Brad. I'm not buying it.
1: Brad. <laughs> Brad. Brad.
0: Brad. Just, I'm not going to buy it. And then he says to himself, man, this guy is good. Shut the fuck up, Ian. <laughs> Seriously. Then he gives us this unnecessary plot saying that his key was in his coat and he gave his coat to Katie and then he gets scared. He's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. He, (laughs) he turns to run uh, as Uh the headless horseman laughs in the distance. And then right next to him is Katie. Yes. The silent assassin. (laughs) She hands him his coat. And when he asks why she's there, he's looking through his pockets and Katie hands him his key.
1: Did she rifle through his pockets?
0: Yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> but, hey, we already established that she wants all the codes, and she wants them all because she wants to f- stick her fingers in all the pockets and get all the goodies. So he he gets the key, and he says, okay, let me ride you home, even though she lives five seconds away by foot. <laughs> and And he nervously unlocks his bike. Katie asks why he's nervous, and he says, Brad, The bridge, the wacky guy in the costume. Let's pretend that never happened. I don't know if I said that wrong, but it sounded stupid. I don't care. Katie gets concerned because she sees the side of the school and there's the shadow of some sort of dude on a horse? It's crazy.
1: Some kind of mounted man.
0: Ian walks closer to the shadow on the side of the school and he starts yelling at the shadow, saying, Enough's enough, Brad. She doesn't like you anymore. If you want to fight about it, we'll fight. But stop with the stupid games. And he turns to Katie, who looks at him with with her mouth open. (laughs) So he steps over to find out who's making the shadow. And he looks at, like, an empty walkway. And he says, say what? (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) And the camera zooms over to the shadow on the school wall as Ian stares at it. And then the... The headless horseman materializes out of the shadow and charges after him. What'd you think of the effect here, though?
1: The effect was really nice.
0: I thought the effect was better. I mean, I guess it's different because there's the shadow. I like the effect better of the materialization in Whispering Walls, but I didn't think this one was. Whispering Walls
1: was way above average. This was a pretty good effect. This was better than the car going through the cemetery gate in
0: and Prom Queen.
1: Prom Queen, yeah.
0: As far as materializing and such and coming out of things, it's number two of three.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not a bad place to be, I guess.
0: (laughs) So he's charging after Ian and then it's got a sword and it swipes at Ian's head but Ian ducks and he runs to his bike okay
1: you have you skipped something Oh, and it's my favorite part of this entire episode oh I'm sorry after the headless horseman materializes out of the wall Ian says Brad (laughs) 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 he watches the fucking thing come out of the wall (laughs) Then become (laughs) three-dimensional.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess I did miss that. (laughs) Oh, man. It's incredible. (laughs) Hey, he's really good at this shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's good. He pulls some wicked pranks. (laughs) Fucking came out of a wall and shit. Damn.
0: (laughs) Back at the bike stand, Katie's like, what's going on? Which which is really weird because she could see all of that happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that it, ghost coming out of the wall that's bothering you? <laughs> Come on, Ian, let's talk.
0: It's weird. And also, Ian tells her in a whole bunch of words, the legend of Sleepy Hollow just, just stop being a legend. Look. Like, no, you say, we got to go. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get on your bike now. Yeah. Not. Well, let me tell you the legend of Sleepy Hollow.
1: <laughs> For the third time began... of this episode.
0: <laughs> there's an old legend in this town, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they look over, and the headless horseman is just clomping after them with his horse. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pumpkin where his head should be. And he throws that pumpkin down, he unsheaths his sword, and then he laughs. And the two kids run and they get on their bikes and they ride away as Brad again comes out of nowhere for some reason and then he screams about, No, please don't take my head And that's the last time we see Brad so hopefully he died. We go back over to the kids <laughs> who stop who stop riding after I don't know what, like three seconds? Yeah. Like they ride away and they're like, Whew, we probably are away <laughs> from bust. that headless horseman.
1: That man on that horse that could outrun our bikes easily? We (laughs) surely lost him.
0: Yes. they're like, this can't be happening. And Ian says, it came out of the shadow. That thing's the real deal. And Katie says, I thought he was supposed to go after Ichabod Crane. And then Ian tells her, he was, but we told Ichabod where to go, and it changes the story. Now it's after us.
1: (laughs) Was he a ghost expert all of a sudden?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. That's a very... Like, loose connection. I yeah. didn't buy it.
1: He goes from being like, man, I don't believe in ghosts, fuck this, to being like, look, we changed the story. Let me get out this graph to show you explicitly how <laughs> we changed the timeline and ghost logic.
0: <laughs> they pant and they puff a whole bunch because they're all, like, tired after riding for three three fucking seconds. And Kay says, we gotta get to the bridge, he can't cross it. And then they take a, a few steps with their bike in hand, and then the headless horseman laughs at him from the other side of a chain-link fence, and it scares the kids?
1: He could just go through the fence, though.
0: He could, which, I mean, when I first seen it, I was like, he's on the other side of a fence, what the hell? I mean, he could could materialize through the fence, but also, the kids didn't actually see him because they're walking perpendicular to the fence, and they didn't look around it to see that he was on the other side of it.
1: These kids have horrible spatial awareness anyway. Anything could be slightly on the sides or behind them, and they will never know it's there until they turn around.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) The next scene, we're in the woods again, and Katie says, I think we lost him. And what? You're an idiot, Katie. Ian agrees, (laughs) because he's also an idiot. And he says, probably thinks that we're too stupid to come back to the woods. But then a fucking horse (laughs) whinnies! And they look behind them, and there's some sort of headless horseman charging after them. What?
1: How did this come to be?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Who knew? The kids hop on their bikes to get away, and they turn, and they see the bridge, and then they start to bike for it. But the headless horseman is like in their way somehow, so they ditch their bikes for some reason, and they, they run away. They really court.
1: fucking hate those bikes. They don't want to use them.
0: Well, thankfully, they only have to ride him for like two second intervals (laughs) because everything is just so fucking close together in this town. They hide behind some tree branch bundles or something, and they come up with a terrible plan. Ian's going to distract him. Katie can run for the bridge and Katie protests. She says, no, he'll get you. And Ian asks if she has a better idea. And she says, yeah, I'll distract him. (laughs) <laughs> and then she runs away as Ethan yells, No Ian
1: says he can't get both of us, which I've thought, yes he can. <laughs>
0: He's, He's on a on horse.
1: horse. He can fucking chop down fools left and right.
0: <laughs> I just Ian's got the plan of distracting him and Katie says, No, that's stupid. I'll distract him. Like what's the difference? Oh,
1: that plan is way better, Katie. <laughs> you really improved on it. You workshopped that one.
0: Fuck! What? These kids are dumb. So, so Katie runs off. The horseman chases after Katie, who sticks out horribly in her white, all white getup. I, I, I know he doesn't have a head. I, I understand he can't see, and I'm sure the horse is colorblind or whatever. But girl, you're in all white. Ian would have made a better person to distract him because at least he could blend into the shadows.
1: But if you're distracting, I guess you want to be seen?
0: I suppose. That would be the stupid way to do it. <laughs> it's still a stupid plan. Ian runs for the bridge. Katie weaves in between some trees. And then she falls down. <laughs> yeah, of course she She does. falls down. And she's screeching. <laughs> she falls down screeching as the headless horseman is about to kill her but Ian runs back up with a pumpkin in his hand and he throws it at the horseman who impales it on his sword and he's like, well before he did it he's like, I hope the legend works both ways and and he's like, oh uh, I guess not.
1: (laughs) So dumb.
0: It was pretty cool when he uh, impaled that pumpkin with a sword though.
1: I mean, that was cool. Swords are cool. Swords
0: are pretty dope, yeah. So Ian just runs for the bridge and the shot takes forever. It's Katie screeching at him to run, and he runs, and it takes real. It takes a long time, and he eventually makes it to the bridge somehow, running a fucking horse. And then we're shown this great shot of the horseman galloping, and then he turns into a fire, and then he just straight fucking explodes. He
1: fucking explodes. I was yeah. really not expecting that.
0: I, I he really can't wasn't. cross that bridge. He'll explode.
1: Yeah. I mean, ghosts disappear all the time. They fizzle out. Mm -hmm. They turn into mists. This thing just blew up. Yeah. And I loved it.
0: Katie looks on. She gets up, and she calls out for Ian a few times. She runs to the bridge. We look down, and Ian is climbing up the bottom part of the bridge. He's making a terrible joke, saying, I thought this place was boring. And Katie... Katie tells him that it worked. You set the story straight, which he didn't, but... No. Then Ichabod Crane appears before him, saying some shit about how they shouldn't be out on Halloween. The kids ask him why he's back, and Ichabod says, Oh, I've totally lost my way. I think it'd be best if I go back to that fork to take the right path. And Katie agrees, saying, Yeah, it probably will. And Ichabod walks by, saying, Take care and beware of the headless horseman. Happy Halloween. And then he fades away. The kids look at each other, and then the scene fades to the Headless Horseman in the distance covered by fog. He laughs, and the tale ends.
1: So, the Headless Horseman just blows up, but he's not, like, gone. He just can't cross that bridge? I guess so. Well, why does he blow up?
0: I I have no idea.
1: Other than it being totally badass.
0: It was totally badass. Do you think that the Headless Horseman that appeared again remembers blowing up? Or do you Probably. think he just reset?
1: No, I think he's like, shit, blew up again.
0: <laughs> Tried to cross that Dane bridge again.
1: <laughs> it always gets me. I think every time I'm going to do it this time, I'm going to get across. The-
0: Blows up like a fucking car bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I didn't like this episode that much, but I liked talking about it more than I liked watching it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It wasn't the greatest uh, opener to season three, but no if
1: i if i were in the midnight society i would be given a thumbs down to this one well sorry tucker and sorry gary you're both out
0: (laughs) so i'm gonna say the moral of the story for this episode is if you're a ghost don't trust humans
1: (laughs) just no trust
0: either Uh, way don't trust anyone that's what it's trying to tell us don't trust anybody we're all out to get you
1: it's good advice
0: Back at the Midnight Society, Tucker says, the end. And Gary's like, well? And Kiki walks up to Tucker and says, you'll do. And pats him on the shoulder. Betty Ann says, excellent. And gives him a high five. Frank walks up to Gary and says, just keep him out of my face. And Tucker and Gary have like a little victory dance. And Tucker tells him to put out the fire because he wants to go and catch up with everybody. So Gary stays behind and says, I hope I don't regret this. And dumps the water on the fire. You can't regret that, because if you just didn't do this, you wouldn't be in the Midnight Society anymore.
1: Yeah, I liked to, like, he turned to the other members and he was like, well... As if they had a choice.
0: Yeah, they like, have they to have, let him in. They
1: have to let him in.
0: Or else they're down a Gary as well. Yeah. <sighs> Ridiculous. No. I think we're getting into more of a cohesive plot, though, as far as the Midnight Society members go. At this point in the series, I believe that the Canadian and the United States release schedule is the same. So there shouldn't be any silly continuity errors anymore. If there are, then... I don't know. I ate my words, but... yeah, There shouldn't be any more change-ups of, like, this episode was supposed to be the third episode, but we're going to make it the seventh episode, you know? Like like...
1: uh, Frozen Ghost and Whispering Walls were different order somewhere.
0: Yeah. So that should be all fixed up um now and everything. The whole timeline is is back on track to being what it should have been in the first place. Man, the tale of the midnight ride. I think we could do a better better name than that though. It's not it doesn't really encapsulate what this episode was about.
1: The tale of the wicked whinnies. Ooh,
0: god damn, those whinnies were
1: everywhere.
0: I think that the perfect name would have just been the tale of the headless horseman, considering Tucker ruined it like less than a second into the story anyway.
1: Yeah, the tale of Sleepy Hollow would also be mm-hmm. just as boring and descriptive.
0: Yes. The Midnight Ride, though. We talked about this last week. You thought it was going to be like a sequel to Phantom Cab because that's what it sounds like. There yeah. is no Midnight Riding. These kids don't ride a horse. There's one horse rider, and it's the bad guy. It's not even Midnight because if it was Midnight, it wouldn't be Halloween anymore. Tucker, right. You're stupid. I hope you get better stories, but... Man, Mm -mm. Uh, the tale of the Halloween dance would have been equally as Uh, terrible, but I came up with it, so.
1: (laughs) The tale of Look Behind You?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) The tale of Pumpkinhead?
1: The tale of, I don't know.
0: You know, this is another story where a kid moves into town and has a hard time like fitting in and stuff, and they were still giving shit to David about that. Yeah. They're like, David, come on, get get on with it. You're a baby. And then all of their stories are all like, and this poor child had to move, and he was at a new school.
1: Fish out of water stories. Always popular. Ridiculous.
0: Oh my god, Brandon. Do you want to know what's, uh, what's in store for us next week?
1: Oh god, what is it?
0: It's called The Tale of Apartment 214.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've already made predictions about what this episode sounds like it is.
0: You hear the tale of Apartment 214. Who do you think is going to tell this riveting tale?
1: Uh this one's a
0: Kristen. <laughs> it can't be a Kristen! She comes back! No, she's gone forever!
1: Fine. This one's a Betty Ann. Mm,
0: okay, sure. Well, what do you think the tale of Apartment 214 is going to be about?
1: Oh, man. Apartment 214 is about an old woman who moves into an apartment building, and there's these two kids who are like, man, that new person who moved in's really weird. Uh-huh. And they hear weird noises, and the old lady. Is the spooky grandma from Old Man Corcoran.
0: That would be awesome.
1: I know. I want to hear more about their grandma.
0: She is a B-A-M-F. Allegedly. According to uh, two people that love her and talk highly of her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to get into season three, though. I think this is, these are the episodes that I remember more. Like, they replayed a lot. Like, the next episode that we watch, Apartment 214? Mm-hmm. Yeah that replayed all the time.
1: Is it peak are you afraid of the dark?
0: I don't know. They just decided to replay it a whole bunch. I remember it very well because I swear to god it was the only episode they fucking played. So, I guess we'll just have to visit that again. Okay, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm fairly delirious from lack of sleep. <laughs> I've been yeah. up all night. That'll happen. I'm tired. Usually I just start laughing a whole bunch, which I guess we did already. So, yeah, I'm delirious from lack of sleep. And I am going to bed.
1: All right. That sounds like a good idea.
0: All right. I'm going to bed. Good night, Brandon. See you in a week.
1: All right. I'll see you.
0: Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye. Thanks, babe.